when a large crowd gathered with people from one town after another, journeying to Jesus, he spoke in a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path and was trampled, and the birds of the sky ate it up. Some seed fell on, and when it grew, it withered for lack of moisture. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. And some feed fell on good soil, and when it grew, it produced fruit a hundredfold. After saying this, he called out, who has ears to hear ought to hear. Then his disciples asked him what the meaning of this parable might be. He answered, Knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God has been granted to you, but to the rest they are made known through parables, so that they may look but not see, and hear but not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those on the path are the ones who have heard, but the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts that they may not believe and be saved. Those on rocky ground are the ones who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, but they have no root. They believe only for a time and fall away in time of temptation. As for the seed that fell among thorns, they are choked. They are the ones who have heard, but as they go along, they are choked by the anxieties and riches and, and pleasures of life, and they fail to produce mature fruit. But as for the seed that fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous and a good heart, and bear fruit through perseverance. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brethren in Christ, from this gospel, the verse 18 of Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, verse 15, that is the last verse of the gospel, is said, But as for the seed that fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous and a good heart and bear fruit through perseverance. What did they do? The seed that fell on rich soil, they embraced the word of God. They welcomed it. They accepted it with a generous and a good heart. And what was the result? They bore fruit through perseverance. Dear friends, this morning or this afternoon, St. Paul is asking us, or Jesus is asking us, to embrace the word of God. We are invited to embrace the word of God. And Jesus says, let him who has ears to hear, hear. 
Whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. The question is, do we have ears to hear? Jesus wants us to embrace the word. Why? Listen. Jesus tells us in John 6, verse 63, My words are life, and they are spirit. My words are spirit, and they are life. So in other words, we must always remember this. You know, in John chapter 4, he tells the Samaritan woman, only who walk in the truth can worship the Father. And he says, the, worship, the, the Father is waiting and looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So if Jesus wants us to embrace his word, which is truth, in fact, John 17, 17 says, thy word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. And in John 6, 63, he says, your word is also what? Life and spirit. So we need the word of God to be able to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Without the word of God, if we don't understand the word, we cannot truly worship God. And remember, Jesus says, the Father is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God doesn't just accept any worship at all. No, he wants worship in spirit and worship in truth. And so, worship that is based on his word, because his word is spirit, and his word is what? Is truth. And it's interesting, this word is alive and active, we are told in Hebrews 4, verse 12. The word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is living. And so, why would Jesus say, encourage us to embrace the word? If we embrace the word, we will bear fruit. If we will embrace the word, we will produce fruit. You know, in James chapter 4, verse 7, James says, submit to God's word. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will run away from you. And he goes on to say, we should submit to the word which is able, that's chapter 2. James 2, he says, submit to the word which is able to save you. Submit to the word. The word of God is able to save us. So we must embrace the word. And that is what the people in the gospel were doing. We are told in verse 4 of Luke 8, the beginning of the gospel. It says, when a large crowd gathered with people from one town after another, genuine to Jesus, from one town and another, they discovered this single truth and they were going to Jesus. They were a large crowd. In other words, they welcomed Jesus. They embraced him. And Jesus spoke to them. Friends, if we want to succeed in life, we must learn to embrace the word of God. Amen. As a church, if we want to succeed, we must embrace the word of God. And thank God, the foundation of the church is on the word of God. All the sacraments of the church are built on the word of God. The teachings of the church are based on the word of God. That is why the gates of hell can never prevail against the church. Friends, we must always remember this fact. In Acts 20 verse 32, St. Paul tells the uh, people that, he says, or oh, Luke, Luke who wrote Acts of the Apostles says, I commend you finally to the grace of God and the word of God, which is able to build you. In fact, that was St. Paul speaking. I commend you to the word of God, finally, 
which is able to build you and to give you the blessings God has for you. So there is blessing in the word of God for us. If only we will embrace it. And that is what also Joshua meant when he told, when Moses told him, Moses told Joshua, never let this word of God depart from your mouth. In other words, embrace it, welcome it, and says, meditate on it day and night. And so that you will what? Prosper and succeed in life. What does that mean? To prosper and succeed is what Jesus says, to bear fruit. All those who embrace the word of God, they bore fruit. So if we will make time and dedicate quality time to meditate on the word of God day in and out, friends, and in fact, that is the vision and the mind of the church. And that is why the word of God is proclaimed to us every day so that we will learn to embrace the word. Embrace it, accept it, meditate on it, apply it to our lives so that we can bear fruit, fruit that will last. I challenge you, no matter your profession, no matter what you do, if we will submit to the word of God and apply the word of God and meditate on it, we will excel and excel and excel. The word of God, the spirit in the word of God is the spirit of excellence. And God wants each one of us to succeed. Friends, if we will embrace the word of God, we will experience peace beyond measure. In John chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus says, I have spoken this word to you so that you will have peace, so that you will have joy. I have spoken this word to you so there is joy in the word of God. If we want joy, we must learn to meditate on the word of God. And it's interesting, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if we want to be strong in the Lord, we must meditate on the word of God. And that is why when we meditate on this word of God, we will come to realize that as the psalmist said, now David says, now I know that God is with me. When we meditate on the word, it means we are always in touch with God. And the fact of the matter is that God has never left us. God is always with us. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is with us. In his word, in the sacraments, in the Eucharist, Jesus is there. So David declares, now I know that God is with me. The greeting we, the priest keeps saying during Mass, the Lord be with you, is a reminder. We must live in this consciousness, always. And he says, in God in whose promise I glory, in God I trust without fear. When we acknowledge the presence of the Lord with us always, we will not fear anything. He goes on to say, what can flesh do against me? Nothing can hurt us as long as we are connected to Jesus, as long as we embrace him and keep meditating on his word. And that is the mind of God for us. Friends, look, peace is eluding, or peace, yeah, peace is eluding many of us. We have no peace, we have no joy, simply because we have not embraced the word of God. Jesus wants us to embrace him. In fact, that is why he came. He says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. And because he loves us, he came. For God so loved the world, he came to the earth to save us. And you know, when you love somebody, you always want to be with the person. So because God loves us, God always wants us to be with him. 
And because God wants us to always be with him, you know, it means his presence will never leave us. That is his desire. So God is always with us. So despite whatever we are going through, let us have this at the back of our minds. God is with me. God is with you. And friends, Romans 8 verse 32 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? 31, 32. If God is for us, who can be against us? Let us live daily. Let us walk daily with this consciousness. God is with me. Emmanuel, God is with us. Friends, we will experience so much peace as we walk about. Whatever we do, let us have this consciousness. God is with me. It doesn't matter what we are going through. What we are going through are facts. Okay? We may be going through pain, challenges, troubles. And in fact, Jesus promised, I says, in this world, you will have trouble. But rejoice because I have overcome the world. And if he has overcome the world and he is in us, the living word in us, it means we are also overcomers. And if we are overcomers, nothing should worry us because we know the end of the story. Whatever we are going through is transient. The end is already determined. Jesus won the victory for us. And because he is with us, we will excel. We will succeed. We will prosper. It's true, in peace, in joy, in our workplaces, we will succeed. The word of God is clear in the gospel. But as for the seed that fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous and a good heart. And so bear fruit through perseverance. If we want to bear fruit in our vocations, in our families, in our lives, in our workplaces, whatever it is, let us embrace the word of God. This word of God is alive. This word of God is able to build us. It's able to build us. And it's able to help us to receive the blessings God has for us. Acts 20 verse 32. What a blessing. We have no excuse. No need to worry. These are facts. Whatever is troubling us, it's a fact, but the truth, God's word is truth. The truth is stronger, far stronger than facts. And the truth will always override the facts. And the truth of the matter is that his word is truth. And his word says we are or he is with us. And if God is with us, no need to worry at all. You are a conqueror. We are conquerors. Whatever we are going through now, they are facts, good or bad, whatever. But the truth, God's word, he says, I am with you. And friends, this time in the church, the crisis we are going through, we need to be reminded, Jesus wants us to remember these facts. Now I know that God is with me, David said. But we must remember that God is always with his church. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the gates of hell will not overcome us. So whatever we are going through, the scandals, the challenges, the difficulties, these are facts. But the truth of the matter is that God is with us. And the truth of God's word, because God is with us, we will overcome. We will come out of these challenges stronger, happier, more prosperous, so to speak. The church will come out more glorious 
purified. That is the truth. God is with us. If God is with us, we are we, we cannot be defeated. We cannot be conquered. God is with us. Let us remember as we go through this crisis that indeed God is with us. He is Emmanuel. And let us learn to embrace the word of God as we approach how we want to resolve this issue. Let us let the word of God lead us. Let the spirit of God lead us. We pray for these graces in this mass that God will help us to be open to his word. Like the people, a large crowd gathered from all over the towns and the villages we are told, listening or journeying to Jesus to listen to the word. May God create in us a hunger for the word, a hunger to embrace the word, to listen to the word. And may God, may Jesus' prayer be answered. Whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. May we hear the word of God. Amen.